Hey, what's going on, guys? Just wanted to come on here really quick and fill you in on this mistake that I said during the podcast. We were talking about the 508 trip that we just went to and how there was a uh, an event where full-size rigs got to go onto the motocross track, and I was talking about a fuel that one of the racers was using, and my dumbass decided to call it methane instead of methanol. So yes, give it a few minutes. I'm going to say it a few times. Please ignore it. It was a mind slip. I've just kept thinking meth and not finishing the word in my own brain. So give it a few seconds. Uh, Luke will clear it up. Just want to put a little preface about it so that way you guys are like, God, this guy is a fucking moron. But enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 92. Uh, I'm here with... Cody and Luke today, we're going to do a shorter one, I think, because we're all sort of out of whack as we were prepping for this Roush trip. Um, but we actually have some pretty cool shit to talk about, I think. Um, Sunday of last week, we went to 508. We were, it was a group of people were invited by, I don't know, I think, was it Adam and Greenleaf who set that up? Or was yeah, it, it was... So pretty much, um, I believe it was uh, Adam, which is the owner of uh, Built for the East, um, and he pretty much, I guess, podcast. correct, which was a great episode, so if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go check it out, but uh, pretty much he went to the owner and said, hey, can I rent the track out? We have a few racers that would be really interested in running their full-size rigs on a motocross track, because they really don't, like, as much as they do jump their rigs in the races that they do i don't think they spend all that much time on an actual like dirt course like that i know some of like the flat track stuff but nothing with like full-size jumps and pretty much the owner said well instead of that we'll just split up the open event or it's like a practice day pretty much to half razors and half buggies and it turned out really fucking fun it was really cool yeah i'm super glad we decided to go uh, cause I know I, I, my Jeep was not ready and Colin didn't really have a ton of motivation to go because of his whole trailer truck situation. So, uh, mm-hmm. he was sort of relying on whether I was going to go or not. And I'm, I've obviously been busy with this green thing that, uh, the deadline is, is slowly encroaching, but, uh, you going, Cody, and we talked about this, was like, the only reason I was like, yeah, let's fucking just go and, and see what it's about, uh, was because you were going to be there uh, doing camera stuff, and I was like, shit, well, Colin, put your trailer, and let's, uh, or we don't even <laughs> need to put it on the trailer, it was on the trailer. You'd think it was a, you know, a whole ordeal to get that thing loaded by the, because we left so freaking What trailer late. did you end up actually taking? His. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, so we yeah. Just, we loaded it on his trailer. It was already on his trailer. It just wasn't strapped down. The tire was flat. He really hasn't touched it since Badlands. Um, <laughs> literally nothing. I don't think he did anything. We filled the tire up and got that all sorted out. And of course, we planned on leaving at mm, 8, 9, I don't know. And uh, we didn't end up leaving till 10. It was bad. Fortunately, it's, not, it's actually a pretty close spot to us versus most other places, so... We weren't yeah, it's only, what, 45 minutes out or so? Like 50, 55. Oh, that ain't bad at all. Shit. So, how big was the track? Because I've seen some pictures and some videos about it, but, like, 
I don't actually have a good scale on it. Um, so I would say for the razors, you're probably looking at a solid minute and 20 seconds lap time. And then with the full size rigs, probably looking at about a minute and 40. Really roughly. Yeah, I did. I'd say they were that quick. I mean, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I can kind of, well, let's actually, we might as well explain what 508 even is. 508 is pretty much a private owned area in Massachusetts that, kind of is doing like a mini uh wind rock idea where it's just like an it's like an adventure park so they have motocross they have uh like man-made rock crawling they have trails they have uh mini bike sections they have a few other things and they open it up for mostly motocross and razors and then obviously the jeeps can come and rock crawl and the man-made stuff but it's a pretty sick course uh it was probably like six decently sized uh tabletops there's like three doubles a few step downs few steps step ups but the cool part was was there was triples but they weren't like the typical do or die triples they were like the tabletop triples so the full-size trucks could like kind of build up how far they wanted to jump to see if they could clear it i mean capalto was landing to flat on some of them and they were pretty big triples mm -hmm. uh it was talking like a four or five foot you know like uh, washout in between them or like area or what? Yeah, I'd say it's about a four foot, four and a half foot like uh, valley between the two takeoffs, like or the between the takeoff and landing and whatnot. So it was, it was cool. It was really, really cool. Um, and I'm happy you guys went because getting to see Colin actually go fast with his Jeep, which is something if you don't know Colin, he loves to do, even though he only rock His crawls Jeep with it really really capable of it too i don't know every time we hit one of those jumps i cringed <laughs> <laughs> but you cringed because you knew what was holding it together yes. not because of how the vehicle was no, it was fucking like... it was doing well it was doing really well i was surprised i think everybody was um just based on people's reactions to the thing like right it's kind of an unassuming little piece of shit and <laughs> i mean he's just a he's a good driver and uh especially in that sort of situation, right? He's got the bike uh, experience from BMX, I think, or Down, something. Downhill mountain biking. Downhill, downhill yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't know anything about biking, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's it was impressive, right? And everybody was impressive. And I mean, granted, Greenleaf's and Capaldo's rig with more power and all that are way uh, more uh, capable of pulling off those jumps and stuff with the big motors and, and whatnot, but it was so cool to see Colin pretty much boot at least that first section, or I guess the end section, if you're thinking about it that way. Um, I, we couldn't see much else, right? There were a few other little spots, Cody. I'm not sure what um, you could see. Yeah, they're so sadly because of, like, I mean, it's a motocross track. Like, it's literally 180-degree corners to takeoffs. Like, so a four liter Jeep is really not putting down the power necessary, but in a few of those straight sections, he was, he was booking along. Um, but it was pretty cool to see the difference of like, really, really see the difference of why a VA is so necessary in a situation like that. Like there was a, a really cool deep bowl corner to probably about like a 200 foot, uh, hill that was like, it was the lip of like a tabletop. And Colin could barely get enough speed to even catch air off of that. But then you'd have like 
full size rigs like Capaltos. And we're gonna I'm probably gonna use Capaltos as a good reference or green leaves just simply because I didn't I don't know any of the other drivers, so I can't really explain their rigs very well. Um but these guys are able to actually like put the power to the ground and get the wheel speed enough to even go up it fast enough to jump it. But it was fucking cool. I have yet to ever see a full size rig like that actually catch air. Or like two or four twenty four cam or two forty two cam. I forget. Yeah, four twenty four cam. I think mm. is his name. That thing is rowdy yeah. on the USD <laughs> stickies. That, that that dude is nuts. Isn't that thing putting down like eight hundred horsepower or nine hundred horsepower? It's up there before he even gets on the bottle. It's something aggressive in the like, and not to mention actually, this is something that we talked about bringing up. But fuck it, uh, that thing's on methane. Like it's literally running on no, not methane. Yeah, methane, right? And yeah, we talked about that. Uh, just you know, the methane. It was. It wasn't really about the. I guess it was about the fuel. It was about running colder on methane versus regular gas or ninety three. Alcohol. Alcohol was the the topic of conversation for oh, that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. But something that was brought up was like there was not a single ambulance or fire truck there none of the flaggers had ex like ex fire extinguishers and they had cam running around and running on methane and like i was sitting next to this like really nice old lady she was probably she's probably only like 60 something so sorry for the people if you're older um but i just told them like hey just in case if that thing catches on fire don't go near it i was like it is not gonna be a fun time she's like why what do you mean i like had to explain to her how much more volatile methane is compared to other like f fuels and it was it was pretty hysterical um but that thing god damn that thing's loud and it fucking moves methanol not methanol methane. thank you fuck <laughs> oh my god i was god. wondering i was thinking like that's kind of a art oh. Damn, you really went, let me go that long saying methane, you motherfucker. I had you know. to go and double check it because it didn't sound right, and my brain could not... Every time you said it, the, the switches were, like, failing to make the connection, and, like, yeah, it didn't sound right, but, uh, yeah, what the fuck? Okay, yeah. moving on. Yeah, um, absolutely. Jesus Christ, I was a uh, total break, because in my head, I'm still thinking, I'm like, meth, meth, meth. I'm like, oh, methane, methane. But no, you're absolutely right, Graham. That's, like, farts. Like, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> but yeah, methanol is not a fuel to fuck around with, and he was just out there having a grand old fucking time. He ended up landing to flat. He broke something. He broke something, pretty much the ignition cut, and then it broke the starter, so he was literally just stuck in the middle of the track with a broken starter and something else. I think it was like either his ignition or something of the sort broke as well. It was pretty hysterical. Um, when you say broke to flat, what do you mean on that? Like well, he, he cleared. He, yeah, he landed to flat, so pretty much he cleared the landing and then landed down onto like where you're supposed to be driving, almost. That's crazy. That's a yeah. lot of momentum. Yeah, it was it was sick though. It, I mean, it, the coolest part to me really was like the steering that a razor had to do was like one like one eighty to one eighty or I guess ninety to ninety pretty much. Where the full size Jeep guys had to like just I mean they were working the wheel to get these things around the corners. It was cool. Yeah, I wonder if that's because of. Partially because of the wheelbase on those things too, right? Yeah, they got to just partially. be able to turn, even with 
if you put them with the same steering, uh, sorry, every time I talk, my phone is ringing. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second time. Uh, but every time, uh, right? Sorry, not every time. The you, know, you think a Greenleaf's rig or Capaldo's rig or any of those uh, full size things, you've got like at least double the length on a razor or a side by side of any kind. So they probably just have have less they need to do anyways, right? The steering is turning a bunch, but they also don't have to move or the pivot point is much smaller, I guess is what I'm trying to say there, right? Yeah, but I I mean yes and no. Like their their steering is literally limited to fall right, like like fully to the right is three o'clock, fully to the left is nine o'clock. Like that's the full uh mobility i'm pretty sure it might be a little bit more it might be towards i like... think it's more than that on some of them like i know that the uh guys that are running down here have like a full rotation of wheel but a lot of them are running hydro so i don't know on um, a razor running yeah. hydro yeah weird okay uh i mean i don't know on like the razor that i drove it was a 1000 turbo uh limit like it was i mean it might have been a little bit more than three maybe four o'clock to to seven o'clock but or eight o'clock pardon me but it wasn't anything like a full-size rig where you're doing three full ro rotations to get it to to lock um but yeah that shit I i'm down i, I want to get a razor and just shred on a track that'd be so sick yeah well you, cool you... i think that they're also running a really high ratio steering in there so correct i would know never drove one they look fun though. Downside is to make actually do fun things with them, you need to buy like the most expensive one, and then you need to put expensive parts in it on top of that. So I don't know, dude. You saw that guy out there in the general, which is like a farm-rated vehicle. <laughs> They're not supposed to be on track. This dude was full sending the jumps in the general. It uh, was impressive. It didn't look like it. It had the factory roll bar in it, or whatever that is, if you can even call it a roll bar. That's a cage. It holds uh, two times the vehicle's weight, or okay. crush is like three times, but like using, I think it's two times. It is that that couldn't have been stock suspension and wheels on it, though. Yeah, really? yeah, it was. Yeah, dude, Holy he was shredding a stock rig <laughs> and hammering on the thing. It was sick. It would be kind of cool to have Herlock back on and maybe someone else to talk about building razors for different stuff like koh and well, uh, i mean we sort of have right but um i don't know that definitely piqued my interest more after like actually seeing them do things it's one thing to talk about it and like see videos and like uh pictures and whatnot but it's another thing to just to actually see that shit like we just yeah. don't have a lot of exposure to that out here very limited uh places you can you can really do that sort of stuff with a razor or a full-size rig or anything really yes and no because you can hit the uh national forest in new hampshire and maine with them but only certain ones like if you go with a uh an x3 which is the k&m if you go with the full like the big one like the xrs came or x3 or something or xr whatever it is i don't know for a fact so i'm just gonna talk bullshit if i try to guess it but um i do know that it's over the width or minimum that you can have up there so you have to like pick and choose what you want to do if you want one that has a wider width which is better for the track well i guess you can't really run in the woods but you're, you're you are right um we don't really in massachusetts no no 
Yeah, Medic, it's the same way. Uh, they don't really have anything up there for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Medic it. There's, there's yeah. no space for anything. If um, we... Sorry, go ahead. I don't even know if you can run them at Roush. No, I don't, I don't think, think you, can. you can. Um, wait a second. No, I don't think. No, you can. no, you're right. I don't think you're I've right. ever seen one out there. Not that we go. I think every... you can run dirt bikes there, but I don't know about what else. Um, and I know you can run jeeps there. Yeah. No shit. That, that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, duh. But you know. Yeah. Um, if we do have somebody on though, I want to get somebody that has the Yamaha version i don't know what yamaha's razor is called and it's not even, it's a side-by-side -side. we're gonna keep calling them razors just yeah. as like a band-aid but uh whatever yamaha's side-by-side -side is it, the coolest fucking part to me about it is they, they actually have to shift gears in the yamaha it's a it's a oh fuck me i'm totally forgetting the name of it are you just uh their the street bike the motor oh. no no no. their street bike motor is an r1 so it's out of an r1 which is a, a leader bike and they're fast as fuck in a street bike. So I can only imagine with a bit more grip. Yeah, it's a little bit more weight, but you're also, I mean, the traction pad difference from a street bike to a razor or pardon me, side by side, yes. uh, has to be insane. But like all the other guys, they're just putting their foot to the ground and it's a clutch system for a transmission where that the guy the yamaha is banging gears whole he had a he had a handbrake and everything the one guy that was there it was sick pretty cool yeah um he did blow I it up was that the blue one point. or was that uh no so there was a blue one. one there yes there was a blue one but the the main one that would have caught your eye was orange he was oh he yeah, was the yeah. one that was yep. going nuts those are the guys they had um i totally forget you know, what crew they were but they had a bunch of different they were all orange everything was everything was really yeah. orange yeah their their race buggy was really 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 well done as well they had everything they had was matching and it was fucking sick but their full-size race buggy was easily clearing every jump and he was oh, yeah. keeping up with there was a guy there with a a turboed tj i think it was and i dude it was I don't know. Every every time I try to like describe it, it just comes out that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the thing that's really cool to me about them is that they're putting down like 200 horsepower on some of the bigger ones of those, and you're talking about like 2,000 pounds, maybe. Roughly, you know? yeah. That's like to get the same horsepower to weight in my rig. You're talking. I mean, it's over double the horsepower to weight ratio. It's crazy. You're talking very healthy V8 territory to get to that point. Like 500-ish yeah. horsepower in a rig R size? Roughly. Uh, not even. Actually, honestly, I'd say more because they're... Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot to do with the suspension and how it because obviously it's it's irs so uh, it's gonna change no irs because it's the rear oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. um <laughs> i knew what i was saying yep, yep. um but so the power to like the power to delivery or the delivery of the power i don't know what the fuck you want me to say um probably has to do a, something to do with it because they were like let's say you were to put um cam and a razor side by side I personally, 
I would say that the Razor is going to um, take off way quicker. So, But then you have to worry about tire size difference too. I don't know, Luke. I, I was trying to make an analogy to make your sentence work, but I'm, I'm fucking coming up with nothing. I think it's just totally different. I mean... Yeah, I was it's just making a comment about the insanity of the amount of power that those things have for what they weigh. It's it's yeah crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, can we just talk about one thing? There was these single seater ones, and they sounded like shit, hot <laughs> garbage. I don't know why they sounded so bad. Like I swear to God, I've heard lawnmowers that sound better. It's I, all I, that I, exhaust I, flow, right? They just needed the exhaust to clear so there was no muffler or i mean i agree it's weight reduction yeah it has to be yeah absolutely i mean i do agree i think you're absolutely right with the airflow or exhaust flow but god damn put a goddamn baffle on that thing fuck it at least make it sound good because if you're gonna suck you might as well sound good sucking oh <laughs> fuck me that was a disgusting <laughs> sentence yeah that. i don't know those little uh, single seater ones are pretty funny to watch uh they're just goofy looking <laughs> right i don't i don't know they, there's probably less obviously there's less weight on them i don't know they had a bunch of cage work on them at least and is i'm not a big buy fan a single of seater like is that yeah. a thing you don't yeah okay so that's it's not a, a they put on top pro pro one or razor hold on i'd have to razor one it. yeah so how are the Ultra 4 cars doing out there? Better than... Yeah, it's RS1, sorry, is the single-seater. Gotcha. Um, better than I expected. I I thought they were going to have commitment issues because it's a pretty... I mean, it's a slim track. They were probably only working with 8 feet of room on each side of their rig. And the landing zones to the corners were not what you would expect for like a full-sized vehicle um but putting that into into the regards of it they did great like i was very well impressed yeah i think right, it definitely took a minute like i feel like the first people got better at running that course for sure because i remember when we first got there we were watching them go or maybe it was we got there and then they started running but like people totally missing the track after landing the jumper being like half on. <laughs> and that happened throughout the day. It just, it's a small course for some pretty wide rigs, but um, right by the end, I didn't, I didn't see as much of that. Right. The, the corners sucked. <laughs> you saw those, um, you know, the, the flying mattresses that's as we were on <laughs> and the, uh, and that, that red truck and a couple other uh, rigs just oh, totally yeah. missed that corner and just go over the corner. <laughs> We're so i think they were called what doodle bugs i think is what they were called really yeah it was okay dude i i almost, <laughs> I really forgot, to, I almost forgot to talk about them so there was like four vehicles that were all similar uh that were all leaf spring they had like two shocks on each corner they they actually jumped the jumps which i didn't think some of them would but yeah, I think the, I think Adam called the races that they did called Doodlebugs, which was normally no, that can't be Doodlebugs is a different <laughs> racing thing. I'm looking that Fuck. up to try to help you here. But it was it was an event that used to go on in uh, New England, Massachusetts area, and these guys would do like flat tracks with them. It was like 
it wasn't circle track, but there was very small jumps with it. And I guess the racing style just closed down, so they don't really get to do it very much. So those guys heard that there was a moto track that was open and letting people go out there and shred, and they just hopped on in. And you could tell these guys really knew kind of what they were doing. Like, as they were entering into corners and exiting corners, well, except for the few that stuffed them over the berms, but it's <laughs> besides the point. But, like, they were keeping them open, open, so you knew that they knew something more than us, where, like, all of these guys were running locked front, locked rear, and it was really cool because I'm so used to, like, see, anytime I see, like, leaf springs go come off the ground, they end up bending, breaking, flipping a shackle, like, doing something stupid, so it's pretty cool to actually see them working well. No, I mean, they were pretty dialed, and you didn't see them, I don't, I wasn't, maybe they did, and I just didn't see it, uh, but... You didn't see the suspension bounce, right? Like Collins, that's a horrible way of describing it. But when Colin would overshoot something or didn't hit something right, he would, you know, his rear end would be not out of control, yeah. but it would it would bounce a little bit extra. I didn't see any of those guys really do that, right? It looked like it was a pretty soft leaf. Yeah, with you're actually right. Shocks. Yeah, they, they was, all those things stayed really stable. And didn't really... They were dialed more than anything for a leaf spring suspension like that front and rear. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine the ride quality, but I don't know. I, those I've never seen a rig like that. Um, I think when you're out there having that much fun, you don't really give a shit about the no, ride quality. No, I don't think so. It's do. just a bouncy mess and you just get <laughs> used to it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't. They weren't bouncy messes. Like They were actually uh, holding their own suspension-wise. And I mean, you yeah. really can if you get a good leaf spring and dial it all in, you for sure can get a decent ride. Lots of small leaf springs really helps to dial in a suspension. They weren't like even that. running that many. It was just like really, yeah, real low pet low leaf count in the packs. I was trying to like take a look at them when they were jumping and stuff to see what what the leaf packs were, and they were soft and they were pretty flat. Luke, quick question for you, bud. Back when you had your uh, ZJ sitting at a specific shop, we're not going to name names, um, did they have a red Ford pickup that they used to race? No. Okay, so the red Ford pickup in question did have one of his stickers on it, so I didn't know, and I was going to be able to try to like describe it the best I could to you if you had recognized it, but Was never mind a on that. Pickup? Yeah, the red pickup. Yeah, it was a Ford. Oh, I don't know. Just red pick them up. Oh, what were they? They were like Procourse or something, Rangers. Um, is that what you're talking about? No. So that was another topic that Adam and I spoke about. Was uh, there was Rangers that they used to like? It was like the Ultra Four guys from out this way. Instead of racing their Ultra Four trucks, they would build Rangers to race them. But no, it wasn't one of those styles. This guy actually really cool. He had one of these scissor uh front axles that ford made i don't know i forget what the name oh, yeah. of them are beam. Yep. yeah he had one of those and he was running fucking leaf springs jumping the thing it was sick that's cool as shit uh um, yeah but didn't those have dana 30s in the front of them so the, just... the rangers could have them yeah or they could have a dana 35 in the explorers oh uh, maybe it was a dana 35 in those in the front or if it was like a 150 or a 250 chassis, it would be either a 44 or a 50. And for I clarification, have... the 35 is the uh, TTB axle, right? 
Yes. Yeah. There's yes. A, there's a 35 TTB, not 35 rear axle that you see in Cherokees. No. Yeah. No. No. This was a twin traction yep. beam front. So, uh, but yeah, dude, that was that was so fucking cool to see those guys out there shredding. Uh, if they have another one, I will absolutely be there. One of these days, if I can ever get a hold of the guy, there is someone that was. Uh, he goes by the username of like. Uh, 96 vet boy or something like that. I'm trying to find. Sounds familiar. Again. It sounds like uh, a like a built, pirate guy, right? Yeah, pirate guy. He built the wildest New England like mini ultra four car. It was a. I think he ended up on a Dana 35 in the beginning and then swapped it to a 44 twin traction beam with a Ford 30 high output in there on like 35 and 37 stickies for doing like jumps and short course stuff like this but also for a wheeler really cool like mini ultra four buggy yeah i don't know oh. i've got a soft spot for those ttb axles like they're they're kind of dumb and they're not that strong i, I don't maybe i'm speaking out of my ass i've never run one uh, and i haven't known anybody who has to know if they're good or not but it's just a cool concept right at the very least it's a cool concept, and I know that they're very popular with the desert guys because you can run them with coilovers and get insane travel out of them. Yeah. Um, and with the way that they're built, I, you know, I really think if you were to run something like a 50 TTB front, you could actually get some decent strength out of it for what it is, and in an IRS or IFS position. Yeah, I know there's plating and stuff that happens and it that you joint right in the middle of that uh the pivot point kind of gives me anxiety, but I'm sure there's I know that RCV makes shafts for it. What? Yes. Huh. No shot. Yeah. What? Yep. That's now you gotta do it, Graham. I gotta get in there, buddy. You. I don't want a TTP front axle. Fuck that. Yeah, I've dude, already go got fast. The, I just put the O5 in. I'm not changing it. Lame. We'll, we'll so, make Jacob do it. Yeah, which means fuck it'll never yeah. happen. Dang Poor it. Jacob. <laughs> yep. Ford for, for, uh, Ultimate Ford TTB CVs from Lethal Performance by RCV. How much? Um. Well. Fifteen. Uh, about. 2500 oh, okay. or so okay god oh, a little more than i expected but i guess it makes sense how does it uh, how do got... they do that is it a i'm trying to think what the shafts are like in that thing because the housing is on the driver's so, side and then there's a u-joint right out of the passenger side uh so spot, right and then it goes to how another it looks there is one side with a standard looking shaft, you know, it goes right into your pumpkin and then into your steering knuckle. The other side has two bell ends on it with a what looks like a slip joint to give it the travel. Mm -hmm. Huh. It's kind of cool. I'm not gonna like I mean, I don't want anything to do with this, and it's kind of hurting to look at, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think they lasted very long in, or not that they didn't last long, but they weren't very popular when they were a thing. Oh. So there are not many of them. They're not the best as far as a truck front end. No. Uh, they have constant 
caster, camber, every kind of problem, ball joints. Who would have thought? Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're one of the few front suspensions that's IFS that I know of that gets death wobble, which, you know, that's cool. <laughs> like, that's a I didn't even think about of that. Tone. Well, do they... They Is run it... a standard style... Uh, they run a standard track bar? Steering. No way. No, no, not a track bar. Standard style of steering with like a Y-Link. Oh. Uh, you've got one that goes from... Or you've got your... Well, I guess in a normal goes... truck application, it wouldn't matter. That would be some yeah. weird steering feel, though, I feel like. Uh, uh, that, that would be odd. My aunt had one under her... Um, what was it? It was a... One of the early power strokes, and it was weird. Um, I feel like had... any suspension movement would make the steering do some odd things. Uh, not as bad as you would expect, but they did. It did feel weird. Um, that was the farm truck for a while, and then she had the other seven three with the six speed. I think I've talked about it on here before, but. That one had the standard Dana 50 solid front axle, and it it was much better feeling to drive that truck around than it was to drive the twin traction beam around, mm. in my mind. That makes sense to me. Right, I, I do miss the GMC's IFS. So, that stuff, yeah. that's tight. That's a really tight uh, suspension setup, compared to the fucking crap i'm driving now right notorious yeah dodge front end yeah notorious front end issues with those things it's not horrible but it's not as good as those gmcs <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i hate i hate how they react in uh four-wheel drive personally when you're like going over like go through a bumpy road or something like when we take our trucks up the hill for badlands i don't like the twitchiness of my truck with the mm. ifs but it could also be that I'm going up a pretty vertical climb with the trailer on the back and I'm already kind of going uh, like uh, rear heavy for my truck. So it might be lifting the front end a bit more. I don't know. That's the only, that's the only gripe I have. Yeah. That's so, a weird gripe too. Going I up. I never really thought about like that. I notice when I have the trailer on, if I get the nose of my truck pretty far in the air, uh, you know, getting into a landing spot or something to go wheeling, it is noticeable that the steering gets lighter. I wonder if the IFS amplifies that. Mm. Uh, Maybe. Because instead of having the... Alright, now we're going to get really nerdy here. Instead of having the front axle um, have two pivot points off of the body and having it be linear to the body... It's coming off at a 90, and it's got two points that are trying to push down and unload at the same time, instead of unloading one side or the other, or a whole axle. Yeah, that's it's possible. I don't know, I'm just, <laughs> that's what the nerd in me is thinking. Um... So, Graham, I know that we had talked a little bit off the podcast while I was doing other stuff um, this week. What kind of stuff do you want to do to your rig now as a result of that? Well, first things first, I want to fucking put it back together so I can do stuff, uh, okay, do nerd. fun things with it. 
<laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I, I I really just need to right long term. I've always talked about doing uh, a, a four link of some kind in the back, whether that be with a. I really like the. Um, I've seen it in a few places. Uh, Capaldo's rig has it. Um, I don't think Greenleaf has it, but I just think it's a really interesting design with the upper trailing arm. The link setup is odd, right? Because it's almost like a... And I could be talking out of my ass because I haven't really done a ton of research into it, but based on what I saw on that thing and on the other rigs that I've looked at, it's the upper link is f like from the frame to the outer side of the axle. So it's fairly straight, and the lowers are triangulated more. Not a ton, because you still have to be on the tube. But So, it's a... Um, how do I describe this? It's basically taking a single... Or a traditional single triangulated system and flipping it over. Um, and as a result of that, it's got some inherent weird stuff. Uh, especially mm -hmm. when you're using your upper to mount... Or hold the body up with, basically. Like we were talking about with stainless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it mathematically makes sense. It works. Yeah, clearly. And... I mean, uh, it it seemed to be performing pretty well on Capaldo's. But it, I don't know if that's I I I'm still a long ways away from uh putting like anything like that in in my rig, and I'm not sure what direction I'd go. Anyways, I change my mind every fucking day. But um, <laughs> for now, right? I just want to get the the leaf spring sorted out. The leaves that I've got in the thing are pretty good. Um, the the hand-me-down shocks that I pulled out of Colin's front, uh, I've really never had a problem with those either. Right? And after seeing Colin do that same... do what he did with... I mean, we've got fairly comparable setups. His leaf springs are technically better than mine, but uh, by how much, I don't know, because... Right, his mounting points are all fucked up. But then again, so are mine. So I mean, I if we do get back, get the opportunity to go back out there, and my shit isn't completely broken, uh, I I don't know if I'd change anything initially because that's one of those things, right? Uh, I want to trust me. After just watching that, that makes me totally want to change up, or, or not change up what I have, but it definitely made me rethink. Um, Know, how I look at suspension, because traditionally, and it's really never, there's, there haven't been any options for us to go and do stuff like that, but if the option continues to be a thing, and we keep, you know, in touch with people who are more interested in doing that sort of thing, I think that's something that I'd be interested in pursuing more, because as much as I like the crawling side of things, I also don't have a full tube buggy, like, I mean, it, it, at this point it sort of is, but it's also not, right? I want to keep it full-bodied to some extent. I want it to look like a fucking car. I don't want a Field and Forest tube chassis, at least not right now. So so I would suggest staying away from a racetrack because I think your chances of rolling on a racetrack are 90 times more likely than rock crawling. Because when you're going faster... No, but I just mean, like, performance-wise, my rig will never be, like... Uh, a field and forest monster by any means like it's not going to do stuff like that it will i can do it and i'll jam it in dumb places but um right it's it's more of a jack of all trades master of none it's kind of it's not great at anything but i like it i have a lot of fun with it 
and I'd like it to do more than just rock crawling uh, if if I can. So I don't know. Um, it definitely has the wheels turning. For now, I just need to put it together and... Uh, Go use it? Yeah, you do stuff. So Do the things. Um, I also think that there are certain things down the road that are going to need to be considered because, like, you know, you can move the sliders one way or another, but every time you move a slider, you're subtracting from another point, so... But I think that's a good discussion point for another podcast down the road. Yeah. What, what do you mean, move sliders? Sorry, I gotta... That's, like, a weird fucking... Where right, did that so, come from? like... Picture you got three sliders. Rock crawling, go fast. Oh, gotcha. Okay, build. yeah, that... Sorry, that just came out... I was like, sliders. rock sliders? <laughs> yeah. No, I... no, I meant, like, uh... You know, <laughs> stats, if you Gotcha, will. yeah, so, you know... Like the the, you know, performance triangle. Which yeah, so as good you at. move one side, you're gonna eventually end up further away from the other, and you know it's just what you want to do with the rig. I I would actually really like to have a bit more of a discussion with that um, from someone that can explain better. Maybe we get Chris back and Stainless to talk about that. That would be really cool. Yeah, I'd be interested. That sounds pretty cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, 10 out of 10 would definitely go again. Uh, I mean, I think anybody who has any interest of going fast should definitely check out the event. Well worth it. Track seems really fun, really wide open, no do or die jump. So you can really get comfortable jumping your vehicle if you want to, uh, plenty of spectating viewing. That's one thing about like other dirt bike tracks I've been to like Southwick would absolutely suck because there's very little viewing other than like, I don't know quarter two quarters oh my yeah maybe a half of the track um so two quarters comes out too if anybody wants to know uh <laughs> but yeah definitely definitely go check it out next time that they have an event well worth the time and effort and i think spectators were free caitlin didn't pay anything and neither did you graham right no i didn't pay anything i just signed my signed the waiver and i got my little orange or my little yellow wristband and was good to go oh yeah well, on that note, seems like we're going to be wrapping it up here. Sorry for being a short episode. Hopefully our conversation about this was enjoyable enough that you got enough out of it within the little bit of time that we had. But uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Please go check us out on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. If you have anything question-wise or comment-wise, feel free to DM us on there. We're pretty active sometimes. And on that note, go jump your rig, do some go-fast stuff, and have a good night.